hit record. Test, test, test. A song? You want me to? You want me to do a song? I'll do a song. Um, I'm mad about this monitor. What's what song? Oh, you want me to pick a song? Um, do a song. Don't make it something everyone knows. Don't make it like one of your weird nothing songs that no one knows what the hell's going. No, on. No, this is a weird song. Well, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna. We're not gonna like. I'm not gonna include this probably. You should this is for no, us. put some do one for us, then do something we'll include. I want to include right. it. I want it to be like fun. As long as it's less than thirty seconds, we don't have to pay for it. Uh that's not I don't think I make that call. Alright, so this is this this is a song that a buddy of mine, they went to Iceland. Okay. And they heard this song on the radio like a dozen times and and they're like, Have you ever heard of this this song called Uptilhopa? It's apparently very popular in Iceland, and it, it really, it is a jam. Um, optimized share sound. You got to listen to this song. Okay. This song. Okay. Uptilhopa. Why can't we? Why can't we go in with this? Let's just go in with this. All right, you're recording. Man, Iceland knows how to do it. Yeah. 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 I don't know what they're saying, but it's, it's catchy as hell. All right, here it comes. Ready? Oh, waiting for the beat. What? Find another podcast that drops mm. Iceland, mm. Icelandic music. What? Oh, 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 oh. Icelandic hip hop. What you got? What you got? Oh man, you can't just, you just gotta drop that every time. That, that's a, you, you like that song? Classic right there. That's awesome. You like that? That wakes you up. Yeah, okay. I'll start off by saying I'm bored, I'm broke, and I'm back. <laughs> Cult on that one. That's what I'm talking about. We are back. We're live on a Wednesday. Thank you all for tuning in. This is the Cult of Cult. You've got Brian Stabby from Hogshaven, among other places. And who else do we have here? Who's there? I I am Gumpy, and I'm from my basement. So I'm not from anywhere. No one knows where I am. But we were dropping some Icelandic beats, and that makes me happy. So let's get yeah. into some fun. And you were like, "Don't play me any of that weird stuff that people don't know about." You didn't know about Optilhopa, but you're uh, you're you're. I, I stand corrected. I'm op uh, Oompa Loompa up, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. I'm all in. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, <sighs> um, well, I think I think we're... we need to jump in hot and heavy here. I think I think we need to okay. attack mode right now. Um, it, this, did you not record before? I didn't. It's okay. But I, and I not that I don't worry. It's good. We're good. Okay. Okay. Go. Let me just got to jump in hot and heavy. I'm just going to jump in hot and heavy. Let's talk about something that came out today. 
this Wednesday, as we're sitting here right now, the yeah. 24th of February. Well, don't you don't have to date the podcast because when I put the podcast out, I, it needs to be evergreen. Okay. You were calling me out on Twitter. For, I, am. I was uh, for okay A week delay. We're we're, uh, we're gonna you're bringing shit to a piss fight right now. Well, you, here. Yeah, I am because you took forever for the last podcast. I took forever for the last, I took a week. It took me. We're gonna let's get this out of the way yeah. right at the top. It took me a week to edit and write the last podcast episode. My role on this podcast is, as it states very clearly <laughs> in the credits, I am the editor. Yes. And I am a co-host. That's correct. What is your role? We're not quite sure what my role is. I do believe no, no, I'm no. considered we, a, co- we, a co-host we, and the and social media guru. The director of social media. The director of social media has one job. And that one job <laughs> is not to get bamboozled by fake tweets. You can't get bamboozled by fake tweets that any players being traded somewhere else, particularly if it's Deshaun Watson news. I'm putting Listen, I wasn't going to put it it out there. Put it out there. I wasn't going to bring it up, but you came at me. I got to come back at you. You can't get faked out. We have over 60 followers now on Twitter. People take us. That's right. We had 63, so we lost two followers. (laughs) I guess it's because I got bamboozled. I'll be honest. You got bamboozled. Uh, Mr. McCockiner. Threw out a Deshaun Watson tweet, and then it got sent to my phone as a as a notice. It was like this is happening, so I was like, oh. And I started to. I'm on my computer. I'm checking my computer, to make sure it's real. But I tweeted it real quick, and then I realized yeah. it wasn't. And then I got a text from you saying, delete that. It's not correct. Look at the guy's name, McCockiner. And I was like, I am an idiot. So I immediately called myself on Twitter. That I was like, I did this wrong. So to the two you people up to it. who unfollowed us on Twitter, I apologize for McCockiner. For the 61 who pay attention, you also noticed that I immediately made fun of myself because I'm an idiot. Okay. The official statement. Um, I was going to go with, you could have just said we were hacked because that seems to be a pretty popular excuse for for malfeasance on social medias. Um, But you owned up to it. You were a man. Listen, I'd rather be ignorant on retweeting something that was incorrect than being ignorant enough to allow myself to get hacked. I, I, it was brought to my attention. Like, I didn't see it. <laughs> and so I was like, whoa. The, the Texans are trading uh, Watson to the Bears? And I was like, no, I didn't hear that. And I'm like, well, you tweeted it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to go and fact check ourselves at which point it became clear that um we had been we you the director of social media bamboozled although we the podcast the yeah we have a we have credibility that we're looking to build and we hope that we haven't in any way either violated your trust or lost your attention because it took me a week to edit and upload the last podcast. but but side note is that that from when the moment was tweeted to the moment it was deleted was less than three minutes. Okay, that's pretty good. So I, I checking, you were checking, and I was incorrect, and the uh, I'm an idiot tweet probably was there within four minutes of the initial good. tweet. So I didn't let it sit, but I immediately called myself out on it, as you did, which I appreciate, but I did it within three minutes, not seven days. <sighs> okay, well, all right. Drinking my drink on that one. Just drinking your drink. We'll, we'll talk about what we're drinking, but I think we should probably talk some... Washington football team football. Um, you were saying 
Oh yeah. <laughs> you were saying graciously interrupted. Yeah. Alex Smith GQ interview. Yes. Yeah. Um got got a little bit of buzz. Uh before we get in there, you you ever a GQ reader? Uh maybe in the, like the late 90s when it was hmm. relevant. Yeah, they do some good stuff. Like when Drew McGarry was at GQ, um, I really liked his profile. If you've never read his profile about the time he went on the Kid Rock cruise, I highly recommend the Drew McGarry going on the Kid Rock cruise story. Actually, I want to read that now because I can it's imagine funny. that is just white trash, a, a ram of greatness. Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's, it's very fun. Um, they do pretty good profiles. They did a really nice one. Actually, I think it might have been McGarry again of uh, Christian McCaffrey yeah. a couple months ago. Okay. Um, I, I used to, like, back when some, like, hard-covered news, uh, magazines were a thing, like, glossy magazines, like, I had a free GQ subscription that I got through, like, Coke Rewards Points or something. Um, but, yeah, I'm not reading their stuff all the time. But I think GQ is, like, a fairly well-respected and reputable outlet, right? I, so like, I get it I get at the airport when I'm walking through, you know, that type yeah. of thing. Yeah. It's got nice pictures. They, they get, Sometimes they... I was on the GQ website recently because having, you know, now been a, a bald head, I have to, like, figure out how to take care of my bald head. Um, and, like, what are good skin products? If you have good skin products for bald men, uh, put it down in the comment section below or tweet at us, and we are at the Cult of Cult on Twitter. We're taking your skin product recommendations. Um, what, Gummy, was your initial reaction to this Alex Smith piece? Like, what jumped out at you? What are your big takeaways from, well, from that article? Let me go through my stages of this. So I, I did not initially read the piece. Mm -hmm. uh, this, so, so it came out this, it really kind of came out this morning. Um, and mm -hmm. so I was driving around today and I was listening to, to sports radio because even mm -hmm. though we, are, we do this, I also like to hear what other people have to say. Just because, you know, you want to know what your enemy's doing, in essence. Who, who am I competing <laughs> yeah, the against? Competition. What, what are the competition. What is the competition doing? Um, and I, I really, truly thought they put Alex Smith into the worst light known to man. He is the worst person. I can't wait for Washington to cut this guy. He was comeback, comeback player of the year, and, and he's such a, a good teammate for so long. How could he do this to us? How could this respected veteran turn around and do that to us? And I was like, wow. Is that really what people said? Yeah, oh, like this. I, do you want to name names? Like, do you remember what show? It, it was. was uh, it was one hundred six seven and nine eighty between eleven and two ish range today, and th mm. that was kind of the feel you got. It was like because they they changed their broadcasters. So I don't know who 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 it is right now because they're not as good, but yeah. yeah. But this is what I'm hitting. It's like how could he do this? How could he say these things about these guys? He's been such a good teammate. So blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. So so I couldn't wait to read this. I thought it was scathing. I mm -hmm. thought it was just going to be the worst thing I've ever read. And I read it, and I'm like, all he's doing is telling the truth. Yeah. He he broke his leg in many spots by a by J.J. Watt. They even references the, the, the Joe Theismann leg break. Mm -hmm. And he got in and had to get surgeries and Washington didn't think that he was coming back, let alone walk again. So they move forward, not only as a team, but also there is a new coach. There's new coaching staff who didn't know who he was before the injury happened. Mm -hmm. So he comes back and he said, I wasn't in their plans. And we all saw the specials. We all saw what he went through. 
he wouldn't have been in my plans either. So yeah. he had to fight his way back onto the team. But that's what you would imagine from a guy who shattered his leg, was out two years, getting paid a S-ton of money. He had yeah. to fight for his job. And he was... His, and his life. His life. So what he's saying in GQ is just the truth. The, Washington knows this. They're like, yeah, we didn't want him on the team. Uh, he ended up being a third string. He ended up playing, which is shocking to everybody. He even talks about that in the, the article. Yeah. So why is everyone mad? There, so the, the perception, and again... Um... I don't listen to sports talk radio, and I'm, I guess I'm glad that one of us does so that we can have figure out what the contrarian take is out there. Um, so people think that he's kind of shit talking the team, saying that like they didn't want me, but like I was gonna make them want me, right? That's sort of like the the gist of what people's anger ang- is. It anger, anger, determination. Yeah. To, to go through that injury, he had to find something to push him. Yeah. Each I think step. I think that's exactly it. He listen. I think it's a couple of things at play here. He is very clearly one of he just has a thing. He's one of those people who just like has a competitive drive that it's like bordering on psychopathy. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to compare Alex Smith to like Michael Jordan, but if you watch the Michael Jordan documentary, you're just like, this guy is just operating at a different level than everybody else is at any given time. Right. And you, yeah. in order to be, you know, play at the, le- at the level he did for so long, I'm, I'm talking about Smith now, um, you kind of have, have to, right. Uh, the, the other thing in, in my mind, I read the piece, I thought it was, I mean, like they quote, they basically quoted him. They said edited for clarity, but it's not like they were manipulating his words or whatever. Um, I think, and this sort of strikes to a a larger issue and we can, we don't have to dwell on it too much, but it just sort of seems like there are some people, um, particularly athletes like in sports where they are not, they're not like fully ready to just like not be doing football anymore and i think over the course of the article smith says like i have other things that i like to do like i like to golf like i want to scuba i want to like play with my kids but i think for a lot and i've heard this from friends of mine who have been athletes at different levels mostly guys who like made it through college yeah just in order to get to that level even just like at the collegiate level you have to be you have to like eat sleep drink breathe whatever really what's whatever sport it is like for most guys in order to get there and like everything you're doing is in a singular pursuit of just like continuing to be able to play it, it becomes who you are like it right. becomes in essence a, a major contributor of who you are as a human being so losing that yeah literally you lose part of yourself and a lot of these guys can't let it go i think tom brady's one of these guys where he's like he's not, what's he going to do with himself after football yeah, what's he well, gonna do? I mean, he's got a he's got a pretty sweet setup. Like he's yeah. he's he'll be fine. I'm not worried about Tom. Multi million dollar mansion, playing golf, yeah. hot yeah, wife, yada, lots yada, of kids, whatever. whatever, uh, whatever. Made many many investments, but for him, it's like I'm just gonna keep playing because what else am I gonna yeah. do? 
so you know i think there's some of that too and the other my other takeaway is like i don't necessarily think that it's exactly that like what that washington like rejected him or didn't want him it was i think and we sort of felt this too it was more that they were concerned about like his his health his well-being his ability to live a life that isn't so completely impaired yeah, um, was he gonna get hit and just shatter into like a million pieces? Could have happened. Could've yeah, happened, and still can. I, I think that they were, you know, so it is a combination of like they weren't, they didn't think this guy's gonna come in with like a walker into the building and all of a sudden be an NFL quarterback. Like, yeah. just because he had been, you know, circumstances are different. So, you know, let's say Alex Smith, you know, first of all, Alex Smith, the surgery required twenty, or the the injury required twenty different surgeries, and he's lucky that he survived. I mean, they talk about, like, oh, we might take the leg. There are some doctors who want to do it. Like, it was not entirely clear he was going to live no. um, early on. And, and we, we've talked about this we, on this podcast very early in the season about, about about all that. And, and in this article, it goes a little into it. Uh, I I read through that, but I we knew all that. The thing was, was those quotes. Washington did not want me. Washington did not have me in their plans. Yeah. Washington didn't know what to do with me. What are you supposed to do with a guy who, like, in, like, a best-case scenario, might walk again and all of a sudden? I mean, the fact is he came back, and it's incredible. It's incredible, and, like, I think you have to, if you're Alex Smith, you have to just, like, still be in that headspace. And it worked. You know, he got back, and... Um, he won us some games. He did. And I don't, you know, and I, I went back and reread it, you know, I've read this thing. I went through it twice. I don't really think he was saying it in a in an angry way. I think he was just stating a fact as he observed it. He was like, yeah, they didn't really want me there. Like, they weren't prepared for me to be there. Um, but, you know, like, I wasn't going to give up. To, to add to that, um, we as fans weren't prepared for him to do this. No. We as fans weren't expecting him to show up. No. He all he's doing, he's not mad. He's an NFL player. He's getting he paid. He got paid millions and millions of dollars from us. He's upset. He's just telling you his story. The same right. story I would have told if I went through the exact same thing. When I showed up and there was five quarterbacks there, no one expected me to show up. No one expected me to be there. No one expected me to be able to play. I turned it around. I did my best. I was not in their plans, but it worked out. We made the playoffs this year. That's really. The answer to that question. So all these people on these um, atrociously bad talk shows talking about how Alex Smith's an asshole, how he, how could he do this to our team? He didn't do this to our team. If anything, he showed up and gave us some wins this year, helped us get yeah. to the playoffs. So why not thank him and say, hey, thank you so much. Congratulations on a comeback player of the year. You told the truth on GQ. However, we're still going to cut you. We want that money. Let's not lie about that. This feels a little bit to me, and stop me if you, uh, I, I know you're sitting down already, I can see you there, but, um, I mean, this feels a little bit like manufactured outrage, you know, yeah. it's like, no, this isn't actually a really, a real thing, it's it's silly that people, and we're talking about it, but more in a way of like, I thought it was just like a generally interesting article, can I read you my, my favorite slash least favorite part? Yeah, no, please. Um, I, I, I got like really queasy when he was talking about the um what they had to do 
physically uh-huh. to like make it okay or like make it like what their plan was. Like on his so leg. He, yeah, on his leg. And so he says, um, you know, he says, you know, the, the, he's talking about like what their their plan is. And I, you know, I'm going to sort of jump around. He says, um, I remember coming to two weeks later and my wife and doctors were in the room and they were explaining to me that my left about my what was in my left leg, which was the infection. Right. And he goes that things would never be the same and I'm going to have permanent damage and they have to remove muscles and tendons and other permanent things that I'll never get back. And I have two choices. We can either cut off your leg. And there were some doctors there in that room who were advocating for that from the team. Or I could elect to have several more surgeries and they're going to kind of Frankenstein my leg in this part. Jeez. They're going to take a muscle out of my lat or my leg or my quad on the other side, and they're going to move it down, and these things aren't guaranteed to work either, and we're going to try and save your leg, and if we do happen to save your leg, we don't know what kind of ability you're going to have at all because you have permanent muscle loss down there. And then jumping ahead, he says, so the, you know, they're like, they were thinking about taking his lat, and he said he didn't want his lat taken because, like, what, if you take my, my arm my shoulder or whatever, like, then I can't use that going forward. And he said, so they had to, they, they cut the whole thing out. He says, they ended up taking one of the quad muscles from my left leg, they cut the whole thing out, and then they put it down there, and then they had to turn my calf, half of my calf, on my right leg, and they had to disconnect it, and then they turned it sideways, and then the infection wasn't on the back of my leg, so I did get to keep my calf. And still, every time I see the plastic surgeon, I get after him. <laughs> and he goes and he I woke up and he's like oh so we have to take half your calf and I'm like you didn't tell me that part that wasn't part of the deal laughs well, well so and if you like reading that the lat part did make me laugh so the lat yeah. part because in essence he said not only he wasn't necessarily worried about the throwing thing because he's like mm-hmm. ah but it was also he was it was vanity he was like my yeah, upper those body are vanity looks muscles. good like I, I've been working I, you're gonna screw up my legs at least yeah. leave my upper body so I can like you know yeah. Push myself in a weird chair looking good. <laughs> Let me take some shirtless selfies at least. I mean, yeah, yeah, he still looks better than I do shirtless. But I'll tell you what, that uh, that that's that's my kind of the, the Alex Smith breakdown for me is exactly that. And, and you know, hearing that, just just what they did to his leg, it definitely made me put some alcohol in my glass. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, well, in that case, uh, what are you sipping on? Hmm. What, are you, what, what are you sipping on? Well, I went a little fancy. Uh, okay. Today, I yeah. actually am doing some Elijah Craig small batch 1789 Ooh. bourbon. Okay. Now, anyone who's bought the Elijah Craig understands it's like 25 bucks, but it's a good drinking bourbon at $25. So please yes. feel free. And what I've done is I've added some old fashioned cocktail syrup to it. So I'm making myself some old fashions because sometimes you need to treat yourself. Treat yourself, yeah. Have you been doing uh, much, like, betterment of yourself? I mean, this is a loaded question. Uh, during during COVID, like, have you learned, like, are you cocktailing? Are you learning cocktails? Are you, like, trying to learn a new skill or anything like that? Like, what's been your, other than, not that there's an expectation you have to, like, just getting by day by day if you're really taking social distancing seriously, which I hope you all are, wear your damn mask, um, is, a, is an accomplishment in and of itself. But how how have you been handling yourself for the last eleven months? Oh, yeah, for, for yeah, we were almost on the one year anniversary of lockdown for us. So 
I've been focusing mostly on family because sure. again, I have a small son and that has been wonderful. Uh, mm-hmm. With that, we've been working on you know, trying to eat a little better, doing more family things, more walks. The winter kind of caught that, but, but it's, that's been pretty much it working on family you know, just kind of the internal stuff and, sure. and making it all strong. Cause again, when things are back to normal, you go all over the place, you do all the stuff you're supposed to do. But yeah, it's been more internal as far as my drinks go. I have been working on my bourbon collection mm. and been working on how I drink a good bourbon. And for me, I've learned a dash of water and sometimes I'll add a little bit of ice. And everyone goes, that that is sacrilegious. I was like, that's how Frank Sinatra made it. So Frank Sinatra made it that way. It can't be bad. Yeah, it helps with the aromas. It's actually it a really I think can. I do I drink the same way um, when I'm having something like a bourbon. If I'm having what? just bourbon neat, um, yeah, I think that's the way to go. So, what, what what you sipping on then? Yeah, I so last week I was doing the brown liquids, uh, the clear brown liquids. This week I'm doing a darker brown liquid. I'm having a stout, an imperial milk stout from Crooked Run, which oh. is in Sterling, Virginia. Um, one of my favorite breweries down here in Virginia. Absolutely love what they've been doing. Um. Imperial milk stout with peanut butter, marshmallows, and cocoa nibs. Ten <laughs> percent ABV. It's it's. Really oh, I love good. it. Uh, it looks delicious. It's I mean, really good. It's very dark. It's very sweet. Um, mine has some uh, good aromas is, to it. This is <laughs> like I'm a stout man. I love stouts. I love stouts. I love brown ales. I'll drink just about anything, frankly. Um, yeah, you and me both. And this this stuff. Uh, hits a spot definitely on what ended up being kind of chilly evening. It was nice during the day and now it's a little chilly evening. Instead of having a stout, it's a nice, uh, thing oh, to be sipping on. So with COVID going on, yes. What have you bettered yourself or, or attempted to better yourself in this, in this 11 months of what? Yep. Uh, well, we started this podcast and I have been trying to learn how to, um, propagate plants in water like like uh you put like the the clippings in water and like it grows roots um i've been doing a lot of that with my my plants my pothos uh, which has been nice what else have been i've been brewing we brewed like five or six batches of beer in the last 11 months uh i tried to learn to code but I couldn't do it. I wasn't very good. Like at like it. computer code. Mm-hmm. Like okay. Python. And I I just I didn't get very far. I've been trying to write a little bit more. I mean, I'm not so diligent about it as I ought to be. But I've been trying to do some writing. Um, there's a, a piece I've been working on for many many years that I finally have started to pick back up. We talked about um, the podcast. I can't wait for it to come out. Let's not let's not get too far ahead of ourselves because I that's a whole thing. Like you don't tell someone you're going to go run a marathon because them telling you that oh that's so exciting is the validation that you're actually seeking by doing the thing. So if you're ever trying to, this is my point of view. If you're ever trying to build to a big goal, you don't tell people you're doing it because uh, then you don't you deprive yourself of that validation until you've actually completed the thing. Listen, little pain in the ass. Get it fucking done. I know you're right. So that's what I've done. Uh, the last, Hard reality. Sorry, the sorry, didn't mean to curse. Eleven months. That's okay. Um, other football team, Washington football team stuff. Uh, Brandon Sheriff. That's another big story this offseason. I think has gotten kind of flown under the radar a little bit. Don't you think? 
he's this is an all pro, all everything yeah. lineman, offensive lineman, which is again something where our line played better this year than we all thought. Mm-hmm. But when, when that happens, it, it gives you a false sense of security because a lot of times you get those guys who played really well one year, they don't necessarily play well the second year, or you let someone like Brandon Sheriff go thinking you have his replacement ready. They don't. Right. They shouldn't. They need to sign him. And right now, they're talking about two options. Of course, the franchise tag, which is due by March 9th, mm-hmm. or sign him to a long-term deal. If you were the Washington football team, brand new regime, he's already got signed to a franchise tag last year, got paid pretty damn well. What would you do? How would you handle this, Brian? Oh, I lock him up long term. I think if they if they sign him on a tag, it's a, a, a terrible failure. Uh, obviously, they have to have him, and if they feel like they can't make it work on a long term deal, you know, like you don't let him walk. Like that's not it. That's not even an option. But if they have, if they're in, unable to figure out how to get this one figured out, I it will be a serious strike against a group that I think is trying to establish credibility as being a viable front office and football operation Yep. that we, I mean, we haven't seen in fair previous regimes. I mean, uh, Bruce Allen, even under Scott McGlue they made mistakes. I mean, going back, they, they like just, this is a slam dunk. He's a slam dunk. He's probably the best draft pick that they've had. I want to say in the last 20 years. I don't think about that. S- I, I'd have to see that. But, uh, I mean, 20 years you're talking about also adding, like, Chris Samuels is in there, I think, a little bit. Um, no, I think he uh, – maybe, okay, right on the border. So Chris Yeah, Samuels he's right on the border. Famer. Yeah, Brandon Sheriff might be a Hall of Famer, too. Brandon Sheriff, the first all first team All-Pro Washington's had since the 90s, since you know, Matt yeah. Turk in the 90s. I mean, obviously he's not as good as Tressway, but, you know. No Who one is? is. Yeah. Is. I, I think – it's a slam dunk. I think um, he is. If you go back and redraft that draft, which was the 2015 draft, I think he goes number one overall. Most likely, and 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 what I'm, the problem having is that, again the talking heads. People are talking about oh well he's injury prone. He is consistently one of the best, if not the best lineman in the I mean uh, offensive lineman in the NFL. Period. Period. If he gets hurt here and there, he's in the trenches. He's going to get hurt here and there. He's going to need moments. Absolutely. You pay the guy. Mm-hmm. You don't take the chance. You don't let him go. He is that backbone of what happens to your quarterback, what happens to your running back, what happens to your wide receivers, because you can't throw a ball and catch a ball if you if constantly things are happening. Look at what happened to the Kansas City Chiefs at the Super Bowl. One of the best teams in the NFL could not stop a defensive line and Mahomes was running like crazy. You need to have that solidified. Rivera knows that. It's going to happen. They're going to sign him to a long-term deal. I just hope they do it before they try to franchise tag him for a second time. Because once you do that, you're right. It's a death. It's a death blow. I think. I think tagging a guy once is a sign of respect. In that, like, you have identified that they are worth the average of the five best players of their position. 
in the league. And so you're you're basically recognizing them as one of the five best at their position in the league. So that's a validation, obviously. And it's an understanding that we value your contributions this much, that you are the single player we've designated. And, you know, there's a financial element to it, of course. Franchise tagging a guy a second time is a slap in the face because it's saying, we know you are so valuable. However, we're not going to adequately compensate you. Like, we're going to do whatever you can to string you along. We know that you could make more money somewhere else, and we are going to selfishly keep you to ourselves. But at that point, the second time, I'm very curious. I wish I had the numbers, and I don't. What percentage of guys who get tagged more than once end up re-signing with the team that tagged them twice? I don't think it's ever happened. I honestly don't. I think that second franchise tag is the death. But I also think the franchise tag is almost like a death. It's the close. Idea, the idea of it is, is ridiculous. You'll pay me for one year, but I'm not worth you paying me for three? You're going to pay me a- astronomically too much for a year like they did with Kirk Cousins? They're going to franchise yeah. me once, twice? That makes no sense. I think the, the NFLPA needs to remove that. Pay a person or don't pay a person. And and, and again, this is my, my – high horse, we'll get to it later, there needs to be more guaranteed money, which is slowly yes. creeping in more than there ever has been. Gummy, we, we're going to, I, at some point, we're going to have a whole conversation. We're going to have a whole podcast episode about all of this stuff, about the labor stuff. I like... Yeah, it's coming I'm, up I'm gonna, soon, too. I'm going to make some people uncomfortable. I got some strong feelings about this. I will, t- <clears throat> I will say, I will say this at a minimum. Um, now, the fact, the fact that I'm, contracts are not guaranteed is is a travesty. I, I do a lot with the NFL Players Association in my yes. real world, and mm-hmm. I can't wait to have that discussion. But not today. Not today. Not right now. But pay Brandon Sheriff. Also, yeah. talking about Twitter, I did get Bush Beer and Brandon Sheriff to give me a nice little shout-out because he was doing some ice fishing with some Bush Beer. Loved it. You can find us on untapped at B Stabby and at D Cumberland Jr. I actually did get someone to follow me on Untap, but I don't know if it's because of the podcast. Let Let's not cross hairs. Let's just enjoy that. Enjoy that moment. I will. Yeah, I will. <laughs> uh, I think there's one other topic uh, we can wade our way into. The other news of the week. Um, Do I wade my way into anything? Wade my way. I jump right in. Nah, you you. I've seen you wade. You've been a wade before. You wade. You waded. Sometimes. When? Zero times. You, you, you are, a, you, yeah, you do jump in with both feet. Sometimes to your detriment. I've watched you jump out of an airplane. That that did happen twice. Twice. Me too. Twice. Not at the same time. I didn't go from one airplane and jump. It was two separate occasions. I no, it wasn't a Bond film. Yeah. No, I, I also heard they were considering you for the next Bond. They were, and then they realized I didn't have an accent. Yeah, you're not British, yeah. I... Got knocked out. I'm sorry. And I have a really bad fake British accent. So, one of these times we're gonna have enough of that, Elijah Craig, that you're gonna start just doing your fake British accent. I think that'll be the goal. I don't know if that <laughs> podcast is going to air. Either Probably not, but we'll enjoy every second of it. I'm sorry, guys. It's it goes from like Australian to English it's to, it's to to Irish to yeah. Canadian. It's really yeah, strange. And I've seen you. I've 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 been there. Um. For like some Eastern European, like I don't know where mm-hmm. you go. It was like a Borat type thing. Yeah, I if it wasn't know. for that bathing suit. I don't know. I got out of that night. Yeah. Uh, apparently, there's rumblings. There's machinations, which is always like a a nice little thing where it's like, oh, someone planted a story and they want to see what public reaction will be about 
um, Jeff Bezos mm-hmm. and the Washington football team. Um, I, like part of me is like, do we even want to dignify it with our comments on the on the matter? Uh, I suppose Absolutely. so. That's what we're here for. We're the voice of the fan, apparently. Um, what are your? Do you have thoughts you you'd like to share? Jeff Bezos has wanted to be part of the NFL for a little while. He's he's, he's expressed that. He's mm-hmm. also just recently come out and said he's going to step down at Amazon to do other things. Yeah, as uh, he, CEO. He's, so he's still like as, with them in an advisor. Oh he's, yeah, he's still collecting a salary from Amazon. Yeah, I mean he's still going to get paid. It's his company, but let's take someone else and I'll do other things. And he's trying to say he wants to get more involved in in different outside items like the NFL. He had some some uh, meals with Dan Snyder. That set off some red flags. He has contacted the lawyers for the minority owners. In my take, what it seems to be is that Jeff Bezos is attempting to buy the 40% of the team that Dan Snyder doesn't own. So this would be a Jeff Bezos, Dan Snyder-owned team. Dan Snyder would still be owner. He would still run the team, but Jeff Bezos would have a small part which you know, monetarily-wise is great for us, also for being able to market what we are would be amazing because I'm not done, because Mark, he's, he's an amazing marketer. He knows how to get people in and out of those things, and Dan Snyder is not. He mm-hmm. knows how to do some stuff behind your screens, but when it comes to putting it together an actual like ability to do things, he is bad, just ask the uh, Washington cheerleading team. Um, but... Sorry, was that a cheap shot? I think it was. Mm. So overall, that's the breakdown of what's happening is Jeff Bezos wants the 40%. Dan Snyder wants him to have it. They're working out a way for those two people, for him to buy the three shares to make it 40% for them to team up together. What do you think? The only way that Dan Snyder wants Jeff Bezos to be a minority owner is if Jeff Bezos is willing to significantly overpay for those shares to make Dan Snyder's value of his franchise that he's the majority owner on go up. And Jeff Bezos is not going to be a minority owner to Dan Snyder. Like he's not taking, he's not going to follow marching orders from Dan Snyder. Like I just, it's not going to happen. Like it can't happen for a long period of time. There's no way in which you allow Dan, Jeff Bezos into your house and don't expect him like to be living there and you on the street at some point. Although, you know, on the street, he would stand to like be a billionaire, more of a billionaire, Dan Snyder, if he got bought out. Um, I don't wait, know. Wait, like, but also, let's not forget that Dan Snyder is also the biggest fanboy billionaire I've ever seen in my entire life. When yeah. somebody else who's more famous than him walks in the door, he gushes over them. Gushes. <sighs> I don't know that I have anything nice or positive to say here one way or another. You don't I need mean, to. It just say seems like... Like, okay, do I want Jeff Bezos to own the Washington football team? N- not really. Like, do I want Dan Snyder on the Washington football team? Not really. Like, do I want to see Jeff Bezos to, like, come in and sort of be seen as a savior to the franchise when, like, you know, you, you look at some of the business practices, all the other stuff. He's, like, whether or not you believe that being a billionaire is an ethical thing, which I don't. <laughs> I don't think they should allow billionaires. Um, he's not even a billionaire. He's like fighting he's a, for the top position 
of the richest man yeah, it's, in the it's world. It's insane. I mean, the fact is, like, you know, someone I saw something that was like the equivalent for Jeff Bezos to buy forty percent of the Washington football team is like if you or I spent like sixteen hundred dollars on something. Which like I could probably do. I'm not gonna brag. I like I have I could probably cobble together sixteen hundred dollars somewhere and like buy a thing if I really, really, really wanted to. Um, You're a damn baller. No no fat stacks at the club. Um <laughs> but I don't know, like I don't love I I don't like Dan Snyder, obviously. I don't really find it terribly endearing when there are these I don't like bad owners and I don't like good owners. Like a best owner is a guy who like pays a bunch of money and then like you never see or hear from him and no one has anything to say about him. He's not putting his face out there. Whatever. That's but like the, the Pitts, Pittsburgh's owners. You almost never see them. Yeah, but I don't, it's more so now than before. But for years, you're just like no one talked about them. I also don't like these franchises who like refer to their owner as like Mr. Rooney. Or like Mr. Kraft, like dude, like you, you, you live from you live in Allegheny, like you don't have to call him Mr. Anything. Like, I don't, I don't love the the worship, the owner worship. I, you know, like, do I like Dan Snyder? No. Does anybody? Not really. Do I want an owner that I'm like pe- that people are gonna like kowtow to? Definitely not. Like, I'm that's not cool. Like, what are you doing? If I am getting paid seventeen million dollars by a guy. I'll call him Mister all day long if he asks me to. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Okay, now, but they're not paying you. They're, you're just a fan. You don't have to refer to him as Mister anything. Like if you're a fan, well, have you have you witnessed this this um, phenomenon? That uh, who else? Who else does this? Jerry Richardson the, used to do it before he got shit canned from the Carolina. Like he had to sell his stake of, of the Panthers. For, I think like, uh, the, uh, Al Davis did it too. Yeah, he definitely did. Not a good Wait, guy. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to jump in on uh, – did I ever tell you my Dan Snyder story when I met him? Did I ever tell that on the podcast? On the podcast? I don't yeah. believe you have. I think it's probably – is it time? Is it time to tell you I think Snyder? I think it's time because we're talking about Dan Snyder. And, yeah, and, we're and, always going to be talking about I mean, him. we got a couple minutes. We have a couple if minutes. If people are hanging on, I'm going to tell them the time I met Dan Snyder. And it yeah. made me laugh because Dan Snyder's Dan Snyder. Yeah. Uh, this is his old house in Potomac, Maryland, not his current one. I want to make sure that's so. It's yeah, he doesn't live years. there anymore. The house I did this at was at his old house, not old his current house. house. Okay. Yeah, so not the one on River Road. It was a little deeper into Potomac. Mm-hmm. Um, I get a call. I used to work at Enterprise Rent a Car. This is like you 2000... can be your own boss. Yeah, I can be my own boss. Yeah, that's that? that's great. Yeah. Anyway, that's what they say yeah. about working at Enterprise. You could be your own boss. I think that's also a line in Step Brothers. It is, and it's also a line in Enterprise. Uh, I'm just going to go with that one. I'm not going to knock it, but I'm not going to help it. Uh, Enterprise. Yeah, so I'm, it's like 2000, 2002 range. Uh, I get a call from Range Rover. We have a client. He needs a large SUV. Okay. Gr- grab a large SUV. Have a gentleman follow me out, and he's got the Enterprise car that looks like it's been wrapped by paper, You know that old school Enterprise car. We All drive right. out. Pull up to the house. It's a, I got I got a suburban tricked out suburban. Cool. Knock on the door. Lady comes out. I'm Tanya. Great. Hey Tanya. Good to meet you. I start writing the contract out for her. And she's I was like I need your ID. She stares at me. I was like, she gives me the ID. Tanya Snyder. Blah, 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 blah. Address all that stuff. What's your phone number? Okay. Um, is anyone else driving the car but you? My my husband is Dan. Okay. 
I need to see him and his ID as well. She looks at me. She walks in grit stand, comes back out, and Dan Snyder's standing in front of me. And what is, uh, what's going through your head? Like, is it just like elevator music at this point? Like complete music? elevator music. Yeah. I have no clue in my head who this is because I'm in, I'm in work zone. Okay. Like, I'm not fanboy zone. I'm very professional. Yeah. And, and so I'm sitting there, and I and I start writing down the information. Dan Snyder, blah, 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 blah. I need a credit card. Are you sure? Yeah. Get their credit card information. And then as I'm doing all this, I'm asking them. I was like, hey, you know, we have this big SUV. What are you guys doing today? And they're like, oh, well. We're going to ride up the FedEx field. I was like, oh, wow, you know somebody that works there? 100% said that to Dan Snyder. Uh, and he's like, yeah, something like that. And we start talking about the, the Washington team. And Are you embarrassed right now as you're telling this? Oh, I'm secondhand no. embarrassed for No, this you. makes me so happy because <laughs> he's such a fanboy, because he's so worried about his image. He likes loves people to see him but hates to talk to us. He mm. wants to treat everyone like an a-hole. So, but when you see him, he expects you to know who he is. But when you don't, he wants you to know. So you denied him the one thing that he wanted, and you didn't give it to him. And 100% on accident. I want to admit to that. So I get all the information. Amazing. And, and I'm talking to him. They're like, oh, yeah, there's something good. Oh, yeah, we're doing this. And I, I just start laughing. And I am Dan Snyder, and I appreciate it. Here are the keys to the car. I walk out, and I look over, and the gentleman who's in the little Enterprise car is a PT Cruiser, which you love. Oh, I love wrapped, PT Cruisers. Oh, it's such a piece of um, Wrapped up in Sky Perry. Awesome dude, Perry. And I sit down, and he's staring at me. Just dead stare. Won't start the car. I was like, Perry, what's up, man? He's like, do you know who that is? I was like, yeah. I looked at the piece of paper. It's Dan... And I immediately realized what I had done. So that's the time I met Dan Snyder. That's the time you met Dan Snyder. You've met Dan Duquette and you met Dan Snyder. Dave I Duquette. got more. I got more Stuart. Yeah, yeah, no, that was Dan Duquette. Dan Duquette. Dan Duquette. Dan Duquette. Dan Duquette. That was at the Keys game. I told you guys that one. That's right, you did. That one made the podcast. This was Gumby remember Gumby accidentally makes a fool out of himself in front of someone famous. Part two. Oh, there, there are more. Part two Don't you of worry, guys. 437. Maybe this will be a recurring, um, <laughs> a recurring segment. Um, do you want to remember a guy quickly and then head out? We don't even have to dive. To, just Let's just say a guy. I think this would also okay. be something that we uh, ask guests to like remember. Oh, their, yeah, that'd Remember be a guy from their team. I'm just yeah. going to – you say a name, and then I say a name, and then I'm going to do the credits. Okay, let's do this. Let's do this. Neil Okowitz. Hmm. Ifiani Ojalete. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's I know. That's a good one. Oh, you thought <sighs> about that one. You want you set me up. Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll do something. Nice. Talk another time. Here on the Cult of Cold, which is produced and edited by me, Brian Stabby, and my co-host and director of social media is Gumby. You can follow Sometimes. the Cult of Cold <laughs> on Twitter at the Cult of Cold, though. Take everything we say with a grain of salt, apparently. <laughs> if you're one of the two people who unsubscribed from us this week, uh, reach out and we'll send you a swag bag or something. I don't know. It's just um, a bunch of ice cubes. Yeah. They'll be melted. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Contents I, I, before, TBD. We, before we finish, yes. Hutchy, thank you for reaching us on Twitter. Uh, I like Coke over Pepsi. Continue, Brian. Okay. He'll get it. It's okay. All right. I think me too, but whatever. Um, we're on Untapped at Beast Abbey and at D. Cumberland Jr. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify by searching for 
Hogshaven, a Washington football team podcast. And we ask that if you like what you've heard, you do three simple things. If you subscribe, and you rate us five stars, and you encourage one friend to check us out. It makes a huge difference for our ability to reach new listeners. We know your listening time is valuable, and we appreciate you taking your time to spend it with us. Gumby, uh, another week in the books. We'll do better next week here on... The Cult of Colt. <laughs>